It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Back to hoops. Greg Schwartz, Bleacher Report. What's up, Greg? <laughs> hey guys! Oh, what, a kiss ass. Ass. <laughs> what a kiss! What a kiss! And it worked. Wow. How much were you paid to do that, Greg? Uh, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> hey, I, we definitely have to get into the Cavs, but before we do, first of all, the thanks so much for joining us. We're all big fans. Greg Schwartz from Thank the Bleacher you. Report. Do you have a winner? As it as it stands right now, from all of these, you know, drafts I mean, or, or trades. trades. Obviously, the Lakers moved some pieces, but the Suns uh, we think got better. Dallas added a nice piece. Who are the big winners and who are the big losers in your mind so far? You don't think the Nets are the biggest winner? Yeah, clearly they yeah. are. Yeah, they are. Uh, well, the Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks are apparently getting Jay Crowder as of right yeah, now, just so that, yeah, that's going we to that. help them too. Yep. So. Um, as much as I hate to say it, and I tweeted this last night, I hated how much I liked the trade for the Lakers. I really did. Um, I said that I earlier, Greg. Right? Yeah. Jason yeah. said the same I, thing. I mean, when you were talking about, um, you know, the fact that they might get D'Angelo Russell, um, and they were going to get Malik Beasley, and they were going to get Jared Vanderbilt, I immediately thought, okay, that's going to take two first-round picks. That's going to take both their picks. And the fact that they only had to give up one and they got a protection on that, and that protection only turns into the 2027 second round pick, I thought that was a home run for the Lakers because you're plugging in three rotation guys, um, possibly three starters, depending on which way they go, and you still have another good trade asset out there in the 2029 first round pick. So um, as much as I've been critical of you know Rob Palinka and kind of the lack of support they've given LeBron over the years, and just I, I thought that was a home run trade for the Lakers. By the way, the Jay Crowder deal – According to Shams, Jay Crowder uh, for five second round picks. <laughs> wow, it, that, that can't be right. That's what no, it that's says. A, that's real, and the Nets probably have seventy three second round picks now. Five second round picks. <laughs> what? It, it, it's to the point five earlier. Twos. They're throwing these things around yeah, like but they're second round picks. I know. It's not like the NFL. I know, but I mean, yeah, second two, round picks have almost no value, I, right? I, yeah. But five. Package? Five. How many how many good players are there that end up in the second round? More than you would think. Nikola Jokic. More than you, you can, would think. Two-time reigning MVP. You, yeah. You're throwing a dart, but you can find but guys. Wait a second. But you're throwing Every a dart. year there are 30 players drafted in the second round. What percentage actually become good players? But, uh, but there's also a ton of undrafted guys who make it in the end. Yeah. The, the no, NBA, no, no, but my point is, who cares how many second round picks they gave up? They got a piece that can help them win a championship. Well, uh, yes. Okay. Five, though. Good lord! But I, I tend to agree. I don't. I don't see a lot of value in twos. Other people. I mean, Kobe Altman sees a ton of value in twos. Sure, he, he accumulates a lot of them. They were able to take three twos, move into the late one, and get Kevin Porter. Now it didn't work because of Porter's issues, but that was, was a, a talent. good trade. It was a good trade. He was. Yeah. He was a talented player. So you can bundle twos to move around yeah. the draft board, but on their on their face value, I don't see a lot. Greg, of what do you think? You okay with giving up five uh, second round picks? Well, I mean, Milwaukee doesn't have a lot they can trade. So, I mean, I don't think they can trade a first-round pick and for the next seven years. It's at least 28 or 29 because of all the first-rounders they sent out for Drew Holiday. So, that's yeah. that's basically what they had to send out. So, yeah. Wow. In terms of the Cavs, Greg, like, we've talked about this. There's players you'd love, especially the Nets, right? Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris could probably both help the Cavs. 
but the Cavs don't really have anything to trade besides. But and maybe maybe Brooklyn wants more second round picks. Maybe they want to have 13 second round picks. I don't know. Do you think the Cavs have any ammunition at all to get any player of value? I mean, there's not much. Um, I heard you guys talking about earlier, but Karis LeVert is probably going to be the most likely guy that would be traded. Um, you've got your most favorable of your second round pick this year in Golden State's. That's not a great pick, but it might get you something. You've got future second round picks from the Lakers, from the Nuggets you can trade. Um, I, I just think if you if you don't feel like you can sign Karis to an extension that you feel comfortable with, you're probably more likely going to trade him. But if you think you can get him back and you can get him back at a good number, I don't think there's a real need to trade him. So I, I tweeted this a couple of days ago. I'd be fine if the Cavs did nothing just because they've been playing well lately. Isaac Okoro looks like he could finally be, you know, the answer at small forward that they've been looking for. And do you really want to bring in somebody that would maybe delay some of that that progress that he's made? So I'm fine if they don't do anything, and it wouldn't surprise me if they don't do anything at the deadline either. You know, Greg, one of the reasons I, I like the way they're playing so much is I don't know what the heck happened in the last couple of weeks, but Evan Moby looks like a, a different player. He's more aggressive. He's he's getting the ball. I think more in spots where he could be more effective. You know, we wanted him to shoot threes, but sometimes when you force somebody out further 20, 21 feet, it's a little bit difficult because your game isn't developed to a certain extent. I think he's much more comfortable around 15 to 17. He's been getting the ball, being aggressive, dunking the ball. You know, what kind of happened? Is this a, a, a concerted effort by JB? Is it just something his, his teammates are saying do it or is this just Mobley progressing on, on a natural rate um, on his own? Yeah, I think a lot of it was, you know, Donovan Mitchell missed time with that groin injury that gave Evan a couple opportunities to kind of step up offensively. Uh, last night, they didn't have their top two scoring options, so he had another nice game. And I think Evan's just still, I, I don't think he knows fully what he's capable of because he is so talented and it's a unique frame that you know he might try something out and be like oh i can do that oh i can hit this shot oh i can uh go around this guy or go through this guy to, to get where i want to go so he's just so raw still in his talent and i think just as he continues to add muscle to that frame and i still think he needs to take a couple more three pointers even if he misses them because long term that's what we need um just his aggression level when he finally puts it together, seriously, he's going to be one of the most unstoppable big men in the NBA. Wow. And that was my next question to you, Greg, was what do you see his top end being? And you just answered it. Um, that if that if that does, in fact, come to fruition, um, he he is the centerpiece, really, because of the commodity that he becomes. If he's if he's one of the best big men, the other guys come and go and they're replaceable, but it seems like what he does, you can build a franchise on long-term. Yeah, I remember I, I had a conversation with uh, Channing Fry, who we obviously all love here in Cleveland. Um, I had a conversation with him around the All-Star break last year, and I kind of said, you know, the Cavs were doing good. Um, you know, didn't look like they were ready to win a championship, but I said, you know, historically, guys, teams need a top five or at least top 10 guy on their team. And at the time, we didn't have Donovan Mitchell. And I asked Channing, I said, you know, do they need to go out and get somebody? Or do you think this is a nucleus that can grow? And he said, they already have that guy. He said, Evan Mobley will be that guy. He can wow. be a top five to 10 player in the NBA. And I, I value Channing's opinion. Um, I, I love meeting him and talking with him when he was here in Cleveland. So to me, like, you know, as good as, as, good as even Donovan Mitchell is, 
who's to say that like Evan Mobley's peak won't be better than Donovan Mitchell's. And I think that's when the Cavs really can reach their pinnacles. If you get Evan Mobley, you know, reaching a level of a, a Kevin Garnett like that, and then you have those two all-star guards next to him, that's when this team is really going to enter uh, the, the conversation to win an NBA title. Greg, full disclosure, I didn't see the game last night. <clears throat> we were at the comedy show. I saw the score, didn't bother watch the highlights or anything like that. But are you surprised Kevin Love didn't play last night? Like, that seemed like a game to get him in. It seems like, I don't know, I was just surprised that he didn't get in at all. Yeah, especially, I mean, like, no Darius, no Donovan. Right. Um, I, I wonder how much of this, and you probably know this better than I do, how much of this is injury-related with the thumb, because clearly the thumb was, is, is not right. Um, I know that they've kind of officially taken him out of the rotation. Um, but, yeah, that would have been the opportunity to maybe go out and test the thumb, see how it's feeling. Um, you know, Kevin's a guy I still feel it could have a role on this team. Totally I still agree. feel like he's his, his rebounding. Um, he's one of the top guys in the NBA in charges taken. Obviously, if, if hopefully, assuming they make the playoffs, he's one of the few guys that has experience on this team. Um, I, I just don't think that we can write Kevin Love's, uh, the final chapter of Kevin Love's story in Cleveland just yet. And um, number one, obviously, he has to be healthy. we got to get that thumb right because uh, he's still a, a, an excellent three-point shooter and rebounder when, when he's 100% healthy. Maybe that is it because I, I wondered the same thing. Like, I, for him not to have played at all, was really jarring because it's Detroit. You're down to your top two scorers. He's out of the rotation. Is it the so defense? It is. is is it just he's not playable anymore on defense? No, I mean last night they're up by thirty. Yeah, why wouldn't it, why would and you put him in there? Really except for the Greg's point. Players. If you really are looking at this as an opportunity, let's you know practice some load management here. Let's get the thumb healthy because clearly it is not right. He is felt, it possible he, he's ticked off? And he's like, I'm not playing in a block. No, I, no, no, I don't think so. I, there is the, a pride and ego that comes into it in yeah. situations like that. But I talked a couple weeks ago, and he felt like he was turning a corner with a thumb, and he was going to get hot, and things were going to improve. And obviously, that wasn't the case. And uh, the Cavs must so, see the same thing. Yeah. Just, let's, you know, if they do shut him down just for a number of weeks, they don't. It doesn't matter what he gives them here. I, do, Greg, I wanted to ask you about seating. Obviously, is important. I think it's vital that this team has home court for one of the playoff series. With Brooklyn sort of dismantling now, the Cavs have already moved into that four slot. Do you anticipate them staying in the top four now and and getting to host a playoff series, which obviously gives them a better chance of getting two playoff series, which would be hugely beneficial to these young guys and I think to JB as well. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote before the season that I, I expected him to get the four seed. I didn't expect him to be better than Boston, better than Milwaukee, better than Philadelphia. I, the four seed is what I saw their probably ceiling this year. Um, and that's important because hosting a playoff series is is crucial to a young team's 
um, just development as, as they kind of find their way. Because after, you know, Donovan and after Kevin, there's not a lot of playoff experience on this roster. I, I don't count the playing games as last year. That's not no. a true playoff game. So um, I with Brooklyn, they're obviously going to fall down the standings. I mean, they have a lot of nice pieces. We'll see how many of those pieces are still on the roster after 3 o'clock today. Um, <laughs> and then after that, it's like Miami, but they're like four games back. Yeah. We'll see what they do with Kyle Lowry. I, I don't think they're going to, you know, make a move that's going to jump them all the way up. D'Angelo Russell's already been traded. They're not going to get him. Um, Toronto, I mean, they're going to need a lot of work to make a big second-half move. So I think the Cavs are in a really good spot. That four seed would be perfect for this team. Like I said, if you even win one playoff round this year, I, I I think that's a success just because of how young this roster is and how good those teams are ahead of you. I, I'd say the Cavs' time is coming, but if they get a four seed, they win a playoff series, um, that's a good season in my book. Another trade in the NBA, uh, Thomas Bryant, who went from demanding the ball from LeBron, <laughs> uh, has been traded to the that's Nuggets. That's why. That's why, right there. Devon there Reed is. and three second-round picks. Another trade involving multiple second-round picks. <laughs> second-round picks are like pennies. You throw them in the garbage. Pretty much, that's what they feel like. Yeah. Uh, what Nuggets? Rick, do some research on on superstars that have come from round two. Manu, Jokic, the no, I, Manu, I mean, Ginobili. obviously Jokic. Ginobili. But there are uh, Ginobili. Exactly. Wow. I mean, it's rare. It is rare. That's the point. And there's 30 every year. It happens. Hey, Greg's got two minutes. So let's a, get one Greg, more real quick. Greg, let him go. Real quick. Who are some of the – we still got two hours, 46 minutes till the trade deadline. Who are some of the bigger names you expect to still get traded? Somebody from Toronto maybe? What else do you think you expect to happen? Yeah, I want to see where OGN and OB ends up. Because now if you're a Western Conference playoff team, like let's say you're the Pelicans or you're the Grizzlies, and you're like, oh, crap, we've got to get our – Kevin Durant, the playoffs now. Like, what are we going to do with this guy? Uh, OG Ananobi is going to be one of your best options. So, at, cost is going to be an issue because uh, I've heard two second round picks. I've heard three second round or three, sorry, two first round picks or three first round picks. I don't think three is going to happen. But for a guy that's only 25, one of the premier wing defenders in this league, he's under contract for a good number this year and next. Uh, I would expect him to go for multiple first round picks. And we know David Griffin sitting down there in New Orleans with a ton of trade assets. Yep. So that would not surprise me to see Ananobi go to New Orleans. Yeah. The Grizzlies, like I said, that's another team that could use a big perimeter defender like that. Um, I think it's just going to be a lot of reactionary trades to now Kevin Durant, one of, one of the best scorers um, in the game today, is now in the Western Conference. What are we going to do to try to slow him down? So my eyes would be on the Raptors. I know they traded for Jakob Hurdle last night. It was kind of a, a win move. Um, but if another team is coming at them and saying, we'll give you, you know, two first round picks and good players, uh, that'd be tough to turn down if you're Toronto. So that's, that's what I'm going to see. What's the fallout, uh, to this Kevin Durant trade going to be? Um, and my eyes would be on, on, on the Toronto Raptors up until three o'clock. Thanks, Greg. Greg, thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate it. All right, so I'm going to go finish my book. I'll see you guys. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. By the way, that's well played. Yeah. That Bucks Thanks, trade guys. for a Jay Crowder is actually a three-team trade with Indiana. So Milwaukee's only trading three second-round picks. The other two are coming from Indiana. Okay, that makes more sense. To Indiana me. gets Jordan Nawara. Is that how you say his name? From Nawara. That that Nwara. makes much more sense to me. Um, I have two updates for you guys. All right, I did send Dequell the full stand-up. He texted back. I died laughing with six laughing emojis. So that's a little tease for 2.30 coming up, or 12.30 coming up. Also, I have a list. 
the 10 best second-round picks in NBA history. You guys ready? Yeah, let's hear them. I will read in descending order. I already disagree with the list, but or who's 2-1. and one. Whose list is this? Sports not. Okay. Number 10, Paul Millsap. Nine, Chris Middleton. Wait, hold on. This is a list of for how, how, over how many years? All time? It just says the, 10 second, the top 10 best second-round picks in NBA draft history. Okay. Paul Millsap, 10. Multiple-time All-Star. Chris okay. Middleton, 9. Solid player. Mm-hmm. Mark Price. Yeah. Second yeah. round pick. Tony Kukoc, Hall of Famer. Two. Alex English. Okay. Marcus Gasol. Okay. Draymond Green. Dennis Rodman. Manu Ginobili. And Jokic. There's value. I mean, you got to be good. And, There's I a mean, ton of misses. That's a, 10 guys over hundreds and hundreds I mean, of players. Don't discredit Jetty Osmond. Oh, he's, he's a second rounder. He's number 11. Or G League All-Star <laughs> Isaiah Mobley. And by the way, the, <laughs> yeah, I, right. I don't think the foreign players in the second round from 40 years ago count because they didn't weren't able to they didn't scout those foreign players like None they of those now. guys are foreign players from 40 years no, ago. No, they didn't they didn't exist. Oh, coach. 40 years ago, 30 uh, years ago, 80s. whatever. I mean, he still had to draft them. Yeah, but, but that kid just fell off the uh, like, We weren't what? drafting guys from overseas 40 years ago. Right. Like there weren't 30 any impact years ago, guys. whatever. <laughs> And Kukoc was the rare exception. There weren't very many. There was, no, yeah. you're right. He was the he was the mind. And while we're talking, uh, my wife texted me and said, "You're crazy. I am a horrible listener. I have ADHD and I don't listen for crap. And you he's, don't know what you're talking about." He's a great listener on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Either that, or he's really bored, but he's pretending to he's be a interested. bad listener to his wife. <laughs> I just texted you guys something. Well, I'm gonna do some membership reads. Check your phones real quick. Okay, okay. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you guys are not members of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show membership tier. Shout out to everyone who came out last night. For $1.99 a month, you get loyalty badges, customs emojis, members-only community posts. For $4.99 a month, it's less than 60 bucks a year. You get all the starter tier perks, UCS overtime videos, member shout-outs, discount codes for merch. You get to text with Jason Lloyd for select Cavs games or some of the other hosts on the show. He, next one he's doing is the 15th against Philadelphia. Jason killed it last time. We're going to do that again. And you're going to see a happy <laughs> face just like that from the one and only Jason Lloyd. And, guys, we haven't done this in a while, but are you guys ready to play the bucket game again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do it. So, in honor of Mr. LeBron James becoming the NBA's all-time scoring leader, I thought it would be fun to see how many NBA Hall of Famers we could put in a bucket to equal LeBron James's career point total. We want to stop oh, as close man. to LeBron as possible without going over, right? Yes. In case anyone has not seen the bucket game before, LeBron James has 38,390 points in his career. Okay. I'm going to give you all a bunch of Hall of Famers, and you will decide when to stop. All right, y'all like are going to look at me, and I'm terrible with stuff like this, so don't listen okay. to me. Go ahead, Mikey McNuggets. So are you guys ready to play? Yeah. Ready the to play target the number, 38,390. Okay. And let's start with someone we just mentioned. I can't believe... We are getting two Tony Kukoc mentions <laughs> in one episode of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. This Tony Bet Jack Kukoc. didn't even have odds on that. No, that, that was worse than Bull having diabetes last night. <laughs> <laughs> Worse odds than that, which you guys will see in a sec. Uh, Steve, let's take Tony Kukoc. So your first one after this. You're literally your next graphic. Tony guys, Kukoc. How many points did Tony Kukoc have? Well, it wasn't 38,000, so continue. No, yeah, it definitely wasn't 38,000. But we got to have some idea. I don't think it was even half of that. But we got to have some idea because we got to know when to stop. Yeah, so you're we right. Think about it. Yeah, you're right. So um, I mean, I would say maybe. Gosh. What do you think he averaged per game in his career? Sixteen. About fifteen. 
over. Probably, he probably peaked at what he played, 10 years? 10 years. I want to say he probably had like twelve thousand points. Maybe. I was gonna, I was gonna say you'd be pushing it to get to fifteen. This is tough I was say because 10. the numbers are so wildly. I'm gonna. All right, so you say fifteen. To, let's say seventy nine games a year times ten years. Ooh, seventy nine thousand. Eight fifty. So twelve thousand. G was gonna say. 12, well, I would, I would. I, I would probably go. Want, I would probably go, down go a little, down a little bit. All right, let's yep. say 11,000. Yeah, we'll go with 11,000. 11,000. Okay. I actually was going to go 10,000. Okay. Your next Hall of Famer we're putting in the bucket. There's Tony Kukoc and Yao Ming. Yao Ming LeBron didn't James play that long. No, he didn't. Point total. No, definitely not. But Yao Ming, no. probably he had more points than Kukoc. Funny stat. I would Le- think. LeBron James <sighs> is going to end that. up with more block shots than Yao Ming. Well, yeah. How many yeah, years did Yao Ming play, play in the long. NBA, though? I mean, it's still Yao Ming. That's his, he's nine feet. He should get thirty block shots yeah. a game. Nine. <laughs> Come on, man. So you guys uh, hit again? How many are we gonna give him? I like- Yao Ming had less of a jumping ability than me. I'd say between the two of them, they're at like twenty. If that, I would say if that. Yeah. I don't know that. Maybe I don't we're going know too high. We might be high on Kukoc. Because Mike's going to not do it. Here's the thing, guys. Yeah, I think Mike's 10. not doing this where it's only three guys. No, right. no, definitely right. not. So I'd say we not between it's the two of them. I'd say we go down 17. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're yep. sticking at the 17. Tony Kukoc, Yao Ming, Dennis Rodman. Oh, yeah. Dennis Rodman didn't score much. Yeah, no, he wasn't a scorer. He scored more earlier in his career. But he. When he had to. But still. Yeah, but then he was just almost strictly a rebounder. 8,000 points. He played a long time. Played a long time. Yeah, he did. 8,000 points, maybe. He only even got double digits. No, he probably averaged. Give him 8,000 points. Does that that seem fair? I I would say like 22, 23 between collectively. I just keep going down. Yeah, all right. If he had more. 23. Because we think it's going to be like seven players. Right, right, right. Right. So 23. We're 23 23. and holding. 23 and holding. All right. Next, does LeBron James' career point total equal Tony Kukoc, Yao Ming, Dennis Rodman, and Bill Walton? Yep. Sure now, do. Bill Walton, remember, Hall of Famers in the basketball is ridiculous. I know, it's, it is. It's not it is. really based on just the NBA. And ton of injuries. Bill Walton was, was not a, a great NBA player except for a few years. He was a bench guy for a lot. Yeah. Early in his career, he was really good before he Very got hurt. Good. And then he had a couple years with the Celtics as a bench guy where he would, you know, be pretty good. Would we give him 8,000? 8, I say give us 30. Go 23 to 30. What do you think? Okay, so we're at, we're at yeah. four. Hitting again. Does LeBron James' total point total equal Tony Kukoc, Yao Ming, Dennis Rodman, Bill Walton, and Ben Wallace? Try oh, he's legend. Yeah, he, yeah. he's another Rodman. I'm going yeah. lower. He'll probably be. Less. I think he would be the lowest. Thirty-five now. So uh, probably less than that. I feel like thirty-three, I feel like we're sixteen. I think we're. I think we're inflating right. some of these so, two. So thirty-two. Let's keep going. Let's go thirty-four. Uh, Let's just keep going. No, because is this like Price is Right? You go over, you lose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go over, you lose. Okay. Yeah. So want to take this one more? This next guy's got to be the last guy, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. One okay, more. Okay. Next one. Tony Kukoc, Yao Ming, Dennis Rodman, Bill Walton, Ben Wallace, Dikembe Mutombo. I think we stay. Yeah, 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 that's definitely a hold. Right. We there. might be over with Dikembe. I'm afraid he I, might have put yeah. us over. So you guys are all. That's it. Are we good? We're all staying? Yeah, Mount I'm good. Let's go. Does anyone want to take one more? No, Ben. No, no. I he's don't. trying to Monty Hollis into taking a goat. Yeah. No. And I don't mean the greatest of all time goat. I mean a goat. Literally, that milk yeah. stuff. And eat all right, Mikey. We're, we're standing pat. Standing pat. You guys were very close this time, but you went one over. <laughs> oh! So when, he said, when he said Matumbo, I'm like, oh, no. The no. combination of Kukoc, Ming, Rodman, Walton, and Wallace combines to equal 28,209 points. 
So we were close. Y'all were very we were close. And shockingly, y'all ready for this? This is what the most surprising part was. Ben Wallace scored more career points than Bill Walton. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. By, like, yeah, very slim margin, yeah. 6,254 to 6,215. But you want to hear the point totals for all these guys? Yeah. Yeah, might as well. You guys were – Jason said he sucked at this. Y'all were spot on. Kukoc, just under 10,000. Yeah. Okay. Just under. ninety eight. We a little high on him. Yep. Yao Ming, just over 9,000. So he said 20 between the yeah. two. Yeah, you guys, did. that's what I'm saying. I mean, we're right, right there. Mm-hmm. Rodman, just under 7. Yeah. Okay. And then Walton and Wallace each had six two and change. So we were right there, but you guys were right there. We on were hoping all those. you'd have one other guy that didn't have that much. But how many did Kempe have? He was uh, almost twelve thousand. I was going to say either yeah. eleven or twelve. But just put us over. It was so. There are a lot of guys in the basketball Hall of Fame that scored a ton of points. Like these were the lowest guys I could honestly find. Yeah. Right. I wanted to put more in the bucket than five, but it is crazy when you think of. How many Hall of Famers in all these different combinations you can mix and match together? And those names. I mean, they're iconic. They're very iconic recognizable. Names. And it, it took five of them to score what LeBron scored in his The career. next names on the list, by the way. Obviously, you guys read Matumbo. Would you have fell for Wes Unseld? No. I couldn't even venture a guess as to how many points. Yeah, on him. George McGinnis? I wouldn't know George no, McGinnis. No, no. We're, we're not that no. old, bro. Willis Reed? Yeah, we. Remember I that. would have assumed I mean, he scored a lot of points, but I don't know. Bill Russell. Yeah, Bill yeah, Russell. Yeah, Bill Russell definitely. Bill yeah. Russell averaged fourteen points, but he played forever. forever. He scored fourteen thousand. Wow. See, that's so. why. That's why I can't. This is this is why this stuff gets ridiculous. That's before the three point line too. Uh, this yeah. is yeah. This, difference. I, I, I'm, I said this before. Listen, no disrespect. Bill Russell, what he did. Listen for for. Uh, uh, African Americans and, and and trying to be like living in Boston, I couldn't even imagine that, right? But let's be clear, he is not in the, he is not in the debate for the best player of all time. He's just not. I think you're just trying to be facetious and funny and pick somebody. When people pick Wilt Chamberlain, I'm like, okay, you pick Wilt Chamberlain, he scored 100 points. I could low key try to see that. But here's the thing: these dudes was playing against Mikey McNuggets. <laughs> I think you're overstating. No, well, no, I'm not. I think what it is is he won a lot, but he played for an organization that was the right. Yankees. I think, I think, day. I think the generation before Russell and Wilt, you could make that argument. I, I think it started to change There's around the two time. Two black guys. No, they weren't the only two black well, guys. Well, they, they were, were just so, they were, but they were physically so much superior to what we what was in the league. They know. changed the way teams built their teams. Yeah. And they changed rules. To well, me, the 60s is the divide. Anything before the 60s, hey, I don't care man, about. If you were the player coach, that's the answer. <laughs> you don't. Hey, man, was a player coach. Was a, Pete Rose is <laughs> a player coach much more recently than that. Frank that's Robinson terrible. did it here. That's a, yeah. Listen, that, 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 should di- that should disqualify you. If they let you have two payrolls and you was telling yeah, people. That was hey, just about being cheap. Hey, AJ, get out. You out. I'm in. <laughs> no. No. That should outlaw you from not even being. That's like, yeah, you got traded, bull. You're done. Yeah. What? You can't do that. <laughs> nah, look, look, look. Nah, uh-uh. We just, I'm sorry, we, but we can't put y'all in that mix, man. <laughs> that was <laughs> Where we go from here, brother? It's time to talk comedy. Isn't it, it is. I have got a few texts from friends outside of the state of Cleveland yeah. who are anxiously Cleveland's awaited. I don't know if they've ever tuned into the show before. Did you see the tweet that I sent you, by the way? I thought that was a, uh, a cool it image. It came in. Hold on. Let me look at yeah, it right It's, a, it's oh, a really look, cool look, image. Yeah, I, I, I got it with the, with the check. The first, uh, first energy? Yes. 
with the Buckeyes in Wolverines painted in the in the. No, we'll, I we'll, did we'll get see that, that up. We'll get that up. Yeah, it was. It's a, just we'll a cool image. Uh, and it, it, I wonder if they, they, I doubt they would ever do it because it would cost them money, and Ohio State wouldn't want to surrender their home field advantage. But I'd love to see Ohio State Michigan game played there. It'll never happen, but yeah. it would be, it'd be cool as hell. It'd be awesome. We uh, the comedy show recap today is brought to us by PCC. So oh, let's get nice. a PCC read in. Then we're gonna show nice. Anthony. We'll discuss Anthony. Then we'll show a little of mine. We'll discuss, and we will. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna show half of Anthony's set. Which literally half of Anthony's set. But before you do that, Anthony, stand us probably not in your future. But if you do need a second job outside of UCSS, PCC Airfoils is looking for <laughs> new employees. If you need a job, PCC is where to go. I gotta find the read. I used to have this memorized, and now I don't have it anymore. But I found the email. PCC Airfoils is the leading airfoil manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, Minerva. Hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and the signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. And they can promise you, this is added to the read today, they will not make you do stand-up for losing in fantasy football. So, Anthony, you're off the hook, bud. <laughs> I got a thumbs up. Thanks, good. Anthony. Very so, good. should we just play Anthony's clip and then we'll react? Sure. Yes. yes. We'll move on. Steve? Let's see Anthony. Holy! I can't see anybody. This is perfect. Thank you. Turn the lights up. Thank you. Uh, so, as Mike Polk mentioned, I'm from Parma. Um, and I did write out a bunch of stuff to do this stand-up. I'm from Parma. The only thing I've ever memorized is how to get to my house and how to get to the Parma Tavern, pink flamingos, and that Drew Carey is the second coming of Jesus Christ. <laughs> So everything I have is just out the window. But my last name, for those of you who don't know me, I am Anthony Antonelli, and I am not related to the Antonelli cheese, whatever the hell they are. I wish I was, but at this point in my life, I think cheese, you. I think cheese would actually kill me at this point in my life. Uh, if, if for anybody who doesn't hear the booze, that's my entire friend group down there. They're the only ones who I expected to laugh tonight, so don't feel bad in the back. Uh, Tyvis, I'm looking at you though. I will rig true or false. Don't <laughs> with me. <laughs> <laughs> and that was half of it. Yeah. It's even shorter than I remember. I gotta tell you, I, I witnessed the first text. minute got off to a good start. Yeah. He had energy in the first minute. Yeah. And, and then, then he and just crashed the and burned in, in the, minute two. And he was done. <laughs> Anthony, did you have more, but you just tapped out because you didn't feel the room? Uh, I kind of forgot everything once I got up there. So <laughs> yeah. I was just, I was like, I you know there's green tea shots waiting for me on the table. So I'm out of here. You should have just, uh, I don't blame you. you. You didn't have notes. You could have looked at your notes. I've never seen that. I did though. have notes on my phone. Yes. I probably I, I've should've. never seen a comic take scripts. Yeah, but he's not a professional. I know. That's true. But I thought he was funny in the beginning. No, I thought he landed a couple of jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the uh, cursing. They're giving you the Randy Jackson. This is what Mike Polk's dad told me. If you can't be funny, be likable. And he said I was likable, so I'll take it. You're definitely likable. (laughs) Absolutely. And so is McNuggets, but McNuggets was also funny, which is why I think everybody, you know, left with a big smile on their face because you're you're likable, you were self-deprecating, and you were certainly funny. Yeah, you want to play it? Yeah. Let's we do got, it, we got four and a half minutes. This is the first half of my set. Steve, whenever you're ready, let's take it. So I want to tell you about the first bet I made on January 1st when Cleveland came. I don't use the sports books because you can't get the real props on sports books. You got to go to a real bookie. And I don't trust sports. I trust people. So I made a bet on both. But you don't even know if you know about this yet. 
I made a health bet on Bull that by the end of January, this is a crazy parlay, he was gonna have pneumonia, pink eye, an upper respiratory virus, and knives in the throat. And then as I was closing out my book, he's like, do you want diabetes? It's minus 2,000. I was like, it's fucking locked. Okay. <laughs> and then this happened. Paul, please play the clip. Play the damn clip. Over the last 12 days, knives in the throat, a terrible cold, pneumonia, ear infection, and pink up. And that's all that I can remember right now. Plus, they took a blood test because they were a little worried I had diabetes. Fortunately, I don't have diabetes. <laughs> that was so good. That was great. Are you kidding me, Paul? I've never been so upset to find out my friend doesn't have diabetes. <laughs> Where's Tyvis at? Where's Tyvis at? We got some elite athletes in the house, myself and Tyvis. If y'all don't know, Tyvis was the 2015 national championship MVP at Ohio State. Give a round of applause to Tyvis. Let's go. What's up, Tyvis? So, here's the thing about Tyvis, is he still thinks he's an elite athlete. Like, if you ask Tyvis right now, honest to God, Tyvis, can you start in center field for the Guardians tomorrow? Could you beat Usain Bolt in a race? Yep, that's my cousin, Hey, here's the thing, it, it might be true. He might be able to do those things. But here's what I do know. For real? Oh, good shit, happy cousin. Your cousin's better than you. But here's the thing. Here's what I do know about Tyvis. Here's the thing about Tyvis. He, he may be able to do all those unbelievable athletic feats, but he cannot run his own hairline. Like, when I, get my own, when I get my own Netflix special, we're going to do a quick cut of Tyvis. Like, y'all see how high up that shit is? I love you, Tyvis. I love you, Tyvis. Hey, 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 be quiet. Hold on, hold on. I just realized something. I just realized something. I met Jay in April. That's 10 months of knowing Jay Crawford, and that is the first time since I've met Jay that he's let anybody finish a complete thought without struggling. <laughs> Oh, hey, did Brad man. come? Serious question. Did Brad come? I really can't see. <laughs> uh, he's still fair game. He's still fair game. You know, <coughs> do y'all know Brad Sellers? Do you ever hear why Brad is Seven so feet tall, Mayor Warrensville. Here's the best part about working with Brad. The man is consistent. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. The Guardian's farm system. Who the Cavs should draft. Separation of church and state. The difference in a sweet potato and a yam. This is Brad's answer to every single question. Y'all know I played with Michael Jordan? <laughs> yeah, Brad, we know. We know. What up, Jason Lloyd? I see you back there. I actually can't see you, but I know you're back there. Y'all ever realize Jason always looks pissed off? Like, it doesn't matter what's going on, Jason looks pissed off. There you go. He said it on me. I think I figured out why, y'all. I think I figured out why. Could you imagine being on the original LeBron beat back in 2003 with Ryan Windhorst, Dave McMenamin, Chris Haynes, and all those guys have gone to do big things. Haynes with TNT, McMenamin's in LA, Windhorst is on ESPN, and your big move was from Akron to Avon Lake. <laughs> I thought that was the best line in the whole thing. That was funny. <laughs> Tracy actually was mad about it. Though. How much time do I got left? Tracy was mad. About that line? Yeah, she's like, that's too, that's I got personal. eight minutes left, y'all. Let me tell y'all a little me. secret. I Jason, have never lasted this long in my entire life. Like, usually 90 seconds in. <laughs> Usually 90 seconds and I'm smoking a cigarette already trying to figure out what excuse I'm going to use to tell this girl I was the worst sex she's ever had in her entire life. <laughs> My mom left this one. It's true. 
It's true. There's like one of you out there that may know that. Uh, you know what? I thought, though, coming to Cleveland and becoming... I'm going to brag on myself for a sec, so give me my kudos. I am the single most famous Cleveland-based, techno-streamed YouTube producer in the country. <laughs> and I thought that was going to have me drown in a <laughs> And then I came to the harsh realization of this. You know how hard it must be for a girl to get excited about hooking up with a dude named McNuggets? <laughs> <laughs> and that is the part we clicked. That was, good. <laughs> yeah. it was, just that was as good great. the second time. It was hilarious. It was just as good yeah. the second uh, time. Yep. I, the only, uh, I, I actually think if, if Mike was like a real comedian, I, that was decent for a real comedian. Did you, did you take a shot at... G. Bush? No, I said that to him last no. night. I'm like, how do you leave out G. Bush? How do you leave out he our man? He said he couldn't think of anything to there's, go with. I said, you should have used what I said, which is easier last second. Uh, I mean, I yeah, well, you know what? It hit me like, it hit me late. G. Bush is a makeup artist. I should have absolutely oh. roasted him. Oh, dude, you could have talked. Right. I told you yeah, that. You could have yeah. talked about his 7,000 weddings. I yeah, mean, there's yeah. a lot there. Plenty of material, plenty of meat on the bone. I know. Well, listen, I had to say something. Bad job by you, as I had to say something for the second half. Yeah, yeah, you know. I had to save something for the second half. And by second half, I mean my second Netflix special, which is coming next. <laughs> Actually, it was a great job. For a non-comedian, it was an A. It was great. Actually, you should, Nailed it. We, we should do this yearly. We should do it every year. We should do it yearly. You know what? I like that idea. I think uh, I talked to the folks from the club afterwards, and they said it was a huge success. They yeah. got much better turnout than they expected. And I think yeah. that's a great idea, bro. I spoke to the yeah. owner after. Yeah, I did. The owner. Yeah. So we should, who turns 80 and yeah. coming up. Um, I think that's a great idea. And, and, and this time, y'all got to actually do sets. If McNuggets could do it, y'all got to do a set on your own. I'll do it. I don't get it. I told Jason, I we signing up Jason up. We signing Jason up. And then we got to get about Jason it. and Tyvis up next time. Doesn't it have to be the last place? Yeah, in true. The fantasy League again? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have the athletic do my draft every year. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, when Mike, at one point in his stand-up, we didn't see it here, at one point Mike did this thing where he took out his phone and he was pretending he was getting a call from Deep Podesta about yeah. what to do. I actually thought that was going to be you making fun of Jason at the fantasy draft. See, I think, I think. That's what I thought you were Anthony doing. Anthony said he had a joke in there. Yeah. He probably forgot about me having rigging the draft yeah. and just letting the athletic I do think, it. I think he did so well, right? Poker's already good. I thought Bull did really well, too. Thank you. I was like, we might be able to carry this thing by ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, I, to that, I'll say this. It was funny because it was a one-off. Now, now listen. I'm not sure that anybody wants to see that on a regular basis. <laughs> no, you get one time. You get one time a year. I will tell you guys, though, G. Bush, I didn't expect him to come up with jokes. G. Bush came up with a great little joke, and then Bull came out and I think blew out the mic. He was yelling so loud. Bull was it. just yeah. Bull, Bull. was Bull. Bull was yeah. Bull. But I, it was hysterical. Like yeah. <laughs> one person made a peep from the audience, and he had a shut the f up so fast. <laughs> it was his neighbor. I, I was I didn't just, realize. I was blown away at the speed of all of it. <laughs> like Bull went up there saying, "No matter what happens, I'm not going to be shouted down." Yeah. Well, we no didn't chance. know. Me and Anthony was in the back, and I thought it was going to be a quick thing. Yeah. And Polk just kept going. I and know. I think the longer he went, 
I looked it at Anthony. It made us think like we had to do some shtick. I, I looked at Anthony. I'm like, oh, he ain't got it. <laughs> even Jay, I saw his material just going away. Even Jay, you didn't talk for a long time, but, but you said you, you were just going to go up there for two seconds. Oh, you no. Had, you had some good lines. five minutes. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't speak that long, but I no, just. No, but you had a couple of good lines. At, at that point, I didn't know what the night was going to become. Right. You had no clue. At I that thought point. Mike was going to pop up there and right. do like a three to four minute warm up. Mike probably did an hour all total. And Every yeah, minute, 50 Mike's minutes song at, at the end was the best part of that. Night. Was oh yeah, it was great. Oh yeah. My, was by great. the way, yeah. if you've never seen Mike Polk in stand up, he was hey, I, hey, I he was him, beyond fun. I'll give yeah. him his flowers. Like like when he did when he did the song at the end, that was the funniest of all. Oh god! I said, there's a video bro. to that on on YouTube. I said, that bro. is old. That song is old. I'm, I've known Mike for 20 years. We went to college together. Yeah. He go look it up. I meant to tell you this, Mike, last night. I don't. You probably don't know. He sang to Kim Kardashian. He did. That's a fact. Years ago, it's Wait, a fact what? on some crazy TV Telemundo. show. Mom, Telemundo. My mom, my mom seen it. Yeah, on Telemundo Literally. and sang to Kim Kardashian <clears throat> one semester of Spanish Spanish love song, <laughs> and it's hysterical. Oh yeah, this God. is before Kim became Kim, like she well, this, was right. in that growing yeah, yeah, phase. Yeah, yeah. This is before Polk became Polk. That last song he did was hilarious, and I thought that Brown song he did, he, he very was really good, funny yeah. too. It's very good. Yeah, yeah Mike, did. I've seen Mike a couple of times at the at the club. Yeah, he's super good. Um, he doesn't do a lot of it anymore, but it's if you get a he chance should, to see man. him, he's absolutely check him out. It was because, great. The crowd was awesome. The fans were so nice. Yeah, we all schmoozed with the fans after they all came up. And said, Hell, oh, some of them pictures. went out for drinks with us afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> they they kicked it for a minute. Like we they, we was looking around and I'm like, oh, the lights came on, and then they were there for 20 yeah. minutes. Shout out Shout to Pickwick and Frolic and Hilarities though for letting us do that. They day. were great. It was awesome. Their staff was great. They filmed. I mean, they filmed that for us, which was so clutch. Wow. And last, like, I know Polk set it up, and they told us Polk always shows up late. Polk was gonna be here today. He got called on a Channel Three yeah. shoot, so. Unfortunately, he's not here to recap. And it. So you, know what, you know what the good. shoot was that he got called on? What you mean, actually? He's a giant good. pumpkin? No. In Medina? Even better. I got mozzarella sticks uh, and french fries. They were good. Jason got a shrimp cocktail at a comedy club. I've never seen that before. Was it any good? Well, yeah, it wasn't bad. My wife yeah. ordered it from Pickwick and Frolic. It's not the comedy club's oh, food. Yeah, it's okay. Pickwick yeah. and Frolic. Um, Where, well, yeah, what, what's today? the So, breakdancing is going into the Olympics. Breakdancing is in the Olympics? And there's a breakdancing team here in Cleveland. And so Mike right now is with them shooting a feature. And I asked him, I said, you're breakdancing, right? He goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I said, and you're bringing your own cardboard, right? He goes, of course, I'm not a rookie at this. So we will get to see Mike breakdance on his uh, uh, latest feature. I have Channel to imagine 3. no grown man in Cleveland owns more random cardboard boxes in their house <laughs> any Mike. given day yeah. of the year than Mr. Mike Bolt. <laughs> Mike's awesome, man. Yeah. I just God. love him. I sat was, next to his dad. I love his dad, too. His, dad, his dad's huge, by the way. His huge. dad's 6'7". Yeah. 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 Big guy. Huge. And he said when his dad got married at 20, he was 6'7", 155 pounds. His dad came up to me after... I spoke to his dad a couple of times, but at the end of the show, he goes, you know, I didn't know what I what I thought of you before today, but you're great. And my, <laughs> <laughs> he goes, Mike says you're awesome, but I didn't know for myself. He goes, you're great. He's a good I dude. Said, I love Mr. Polk. He was and great. It was such a perfect night. It really it was. was. And Mike, Mike went. I want to give a shout out to Mike because we kind of just dropped this on him. You know, like we basically invited ourselves to his to his house. Yeah. To his his comedy club that he, you know he is a headliner at a lot. Yeah. And we just looked at him. As, now you'll take care of everything, right? Let's figure it out. Well, that's not easy. Yeah. First of all, they're not normally open on Wednesday night. Yeah. So right. he had to convince the owner, who loves Mike, by the way. To open on a random Wednesday night, staff it, staff it, 
bring all the people in and act like it's a full show and a full night. And considering and we had a whole other comedian, shout out to him. Brian Kenny, who was yeah. really he was funny. dope. Yeah. I like Brian I Kenny was very I liked funny. his wrestling angle. Jay, yeah. I know you laughed. Listen, you I, was laughing. Tough I was dying laughing that, at the wrestling. You know it intimately. I knew it all, bro. I knew it all. I, I, and honest to God, I, I told my wife, I said, if there's footage of the match that he explained somewhere. I would pay a lot of money Bro. to look at that. Because <laughs> Considering it was a Wednesday night and the Cavs were playing at home, right. it was a great crowd that yeah, we had. Yeah, it was. What do you guys think? And I, I, we'll go around the horn here. There were people at the show last night that yeah. had no idea what they had signed not up for. Not a lot. There was not a lot. Well, you, you, there was about 10. Jay, but how does that happen? Yeah, yeah, how did so that happen? They just were, were walking they down dinner? forth. Were they at dinner on Pickwick and Frolic and found out there was a show? Most or? likely. Yeah. Or they were walking down and saw the marquee was high. Yeah. yeah my, so they said, hey, there's a, there's a comedy show. Just pulled up. So my, the first thing that I, when I walked in, McNuggets came up to me and he goes, oh, shit. <laughs> Guess what? And I, go, I said, what? He goes, I was just talking around to the house. And I just found out that there's a whole bunch of people sitting in the front that are just here on random dates and have no idea that what's going on. <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think they thought of the show? Because we honestly, a lot of the people that came were UCSS fans. They got some of those jokes. If you just yes. watch that and you oh. don't know, like it's like sitting in on a family reunion and they're telling all these inside jokes. Right, like, right. You know, you just <clears> watching a tennis match. My wife was like, she didn't understand any of the jokes. She just said, I just laughed because your parents were laughing. She had no context. <laughs> She was just like she don't watch the show at all. Yes, she does, but she does not understand. Like you know how you have humor and it's sarcastic. She oh, said, yeah, yeah. "I only laughed at the curse words," <laughs> <laughs> so she don't understand nothing else. She's like, "Yeah, well, I don't she know." She must have laughed a lot with me then. Yeah, that's pretty much like, my whole yeah, bit she was, was like, yeah, curse words. Whole, I, all the curse I words. I think all our wives found it funny. My, Tracy laughed her yes. ass off, and and she watches the show pretty regularly. <laughs> yes, not every day, but a lot enough to get everything. Sure, yeah. my know? wife yeah. had a great time. She loved meeting everybody. Yeah, I had not met your wife. Last yeah, night. Yeah. She was lovely. I wish Thank I could spend more time with yeah, her. She yes. was, I, I was like, bull. I'd turn up and say, boy, shit, your wife is really nice. I told Tracy, I go, damn, bull out kicked his coverage, man. <laughs> bad. She's great. Bad. Like, she saw, she saw courteous and everything. She came up to my wife. She's wife. a good match, yeah. though. She's a good, like, com- contrast to you, I think. Well, she's, she's very chill. Very quiet, but very she's relaxed. Not, she's not quiet. She's not, she's very outgoing. Is she really? Yeah, very outgoing. Yeah. Uh, and she's a... You know, she's a singer too. She sang the national anthem to minor league baseball game. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. What? Let me yeah. find out that she was serenading you. Now I will say I liked your yeah. wife from jump. Like the second I met her, I yeah. said, Hey, where's little guy? She goes, Oh, we didn't think the language would be appropriate. I said, Well, at least we got one parent who knows where the right? guardrails are. Right? <laughs> well, even I didn't want him hearing that much cursing. Oh, I see. See, I, I don't mind the worm his turn. See, I, I, listen, I there's I'm other inappropriate him. things, but I, I don't mind. I curse in front of him sometimes. I don't purposely do it, but sure. I, I do sometimes. But, you know, I knew there was going to be an abundance of curses. There was an abundance. And the joke, yeah. I wish you I wish you would have clipped the part. Who? who it was Bull. God, do we have that? Where Bull told the story about the vasectomy? Because it was, was so a, funny yeah. the way you told it last night. I mean, it was funny when you told it. To right, him. but I was able to say, hard, you know, different things that was, a little more graphic. It was great, man. It was just. Bull took my joke from that and used it in his routine. I, I was on it. Oh, I, really? Yeah. I did? What? Well, he, I, I called it the straightaway in the roadblock and Dead Man's Curve. Oh. And then, and then you finagled. It was all good. It worked out. It was funny. It, it, was, it was very. Are you going to post everything or no? Because of all the bleeps. We have a call at 2 30 for the people at home that want to see. We have a call at 2.30. Ian will be on it. I'm going to post on my personal YouTube. I know 
whatever it's technical. I'm gonna post at least mine and Anthony's. All unfiltered. The, the unfiltered, my 10 minutes, Anthony's, one minute, 57 seconds. Well, it's a put comedy the show. The then. whole thing should be unfiltered. Yeah, I mean, put the whole thing up then. It's yours, not Tegna's. Yeah. I just don't know if I can put it on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show channel. I don't think point. you can, but you I'll can. put it on my. But you know what? You can put, put your put it on yours and tweet it in out. the chat. Yeah, yeah I'll, do, I'll just do it and tweet it out. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. got a YouTube channel? I mean, for like my old TV reel back oh. in the day. Nah, I'm, not, I'm not producing content. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm about to say, man, what you Do you want the views? I'll put it on the barbershop. You, you put it on there. You know, don't we matter. met Tyvis's wife for the first time. Yep. She was one. I told I told lovely. her s no less than twenty-seven times to move to Cleveland, and she said no. No, politely, yeah, every that is a non-starter. By, <laughs> by the way, yeah, by the way, even Tyvis's wife is stunned by how confident he is. I'll be nice <laughs> to take You're right. She's like, he never thinks he can lose anything. You've got to get him under control, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I tried my best. I tried my best last yeah. night. It was great. Yeah, you did great, really Mike. Was. The whole night was fantastic. Yeah. Kudos and shout to out to everyone who came out, for real. Like, I, I cannot emphasize this. We, I don't know the exact ticket number. Uh, my guess is a, between 150, 200 people came out. Yeah. We had the whole first section sold out. Yep. It was awesome. We stayed out. I took I'd, more. Say, I'd say even the second tier was pro pretty half, close. Half sporadic. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, we met so many guys. And, and that's what and I'm saying. We literally, literally are... met people. That was the best part of the, the night was getting to meet people. I, Evan 419 is the first one I keep thinking and of, but I wanna, like, I he's take, in the chat every day. Just a second, Steve um, and I had a conversation last night when we were leaving. I've been doing television for 35 years. Steve, you, you've been doing it 32, 35 as well. So we've, been, we've got a, a lot of experience in television. I know everybody else here has experience in media. And so you'll probably be able to second this. You do. You've been, no, not, you've been local for, you know. I, Steve and I were having a conversation, a conversation that we've had offline many times about this group and the chemistry and the camaraderie. We disagree. We don't, you know, yeah. don't agree on everything. But just the way these pieces have fit together, in my experience, it's like sports. It's like any business. When, it, when that happens naturally and it just fits, and it's something special. Guys, I, I've told you that, I've, you know, between all of my 16 years at ESPN, I was with three different show groups. Mm -hmm. Most of it cold pizza and first take, but Sports Center as well. It, there was never this fit, this instant fit. Yeah. And where we don't have, and Mike Polk used this in part of his bit last night where he was kind of explaining what we have. He's like, you know, these guys are great guys. None of them are, are, are D's. You know, they're, they're all great guys. Yeah. And, and Steve and I were just reflecting on it for a minute about what, A, what a fun night it was, but B, how lucky we are that we brought all of these random pieces from all these different corners of yeah. the business and the, the United States. Right. And it just, it just worked. Yeah. And it allows us also to do the next level of we bust each other's balls all the time and nobody takes it it's personally. It's fair game. Yeah. It's just so funny. And, of course, we know that Jason could have gone to national and done all this stuff. He chose to stay in Cleveland. Well, I told Tr but he Tracy doesn't was mind mad at that. balls busted about it. Oh, I, I thought it was hilarious. Funny. I know, hilarious. but, like, Tracy's like, I thought that was all funny, but I thought McNuggets was, you know, I, I felt sorry for Jason. And I go, no. listen, <laughs> listen. He chose to stay here. I said, it was hilarious. for starters, <laughs> that's the way we are. She doesn't yeah. get how guys are. With, <laughs> right, right, right. Because I've played baseball my whole life, and she sits at the games, and she's like, yeah. You guys are so rude to one another. I'm like, that's what guys yes, yeah, do. Yeah. But I, I told her, I said, listen, Jason's doing just fine. Yeah. Jason's at the 
sports Stop. written word pinnacle yeah. right now. Yeah. Better than Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Mike, like, that's Mike the top. said and he your was point, sad that I got... He could have left here a million times. Exactly. And Mike said he was sad that I didn't get diabetes. <laughs> I know. I was <laughs> laughing my ass off. <laughs> I was cracking up. Dave, your wife got mad at what I said about Jason. Then she must have hated me for the diabetes. <laughs> no, she, she <laughs> saw that she, that was a low blow see, too. But nah, she, she liked that shit. She knew that because <laughs> it was critical that you played the clip. Yeah. Because she didn't see the show that day. And right. I told her what you said. She yeah. thought it was funny then. Yeah. But once she saw the clip and the way you were like, I don't have diabetes. Yeah. yeah. Like, she was okay with all that. Yeah. She wasn't sure how you took it. Probably because your face is always angry. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, no, trust I me. Great. Trust me. I thought it was cool. Oh, Jason's God. doing just Jason fine. Jason Lloyd is rich. And he's he's right. Here's what I don't like. Go Jason's where he wants to be. Yeah. Those yeah. other guys, and I'm not for a second saying that Brian and and Dave and all those guys, Chris, that, that they're not where they want to be. Sure. They rich too. But, but and, and and there's a piece of that. But I can honestly tell you, I admire folks that know where they're supposed to be, not where they're supposed to be, meaning entity, ESPN or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I thought, I never. First of all, ESPN was never on my radar ever. I just never wanted to do it. It was always Cleveland, yeah. always. Even when I was at ESPN, I would tell people, I just, I, you know, one day I'm going to work in Cleveland. Right. I figured it out too late. I came home at 53. And I'm pissed that it took me that long to, to, to figure that out. And it just, that's the way my career yeah, you went. Hell, you've had a and, hell of a career. But my, my issue with it personally is my biggest regret. People ask me, do you have any regrets? Yeah, I didn't come here a lot sooner. Because yeah. initially it was supposed to be get my kids through high school, which yeah. would have been from the time we moved there, 10 years. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being 16 yeah. just for reasons that, you know, was yeah. ki- were kind of out of my control. They had a, but a the, matching but clause. But and, things change along the way, right? I mean, I when, mean I was, do. when I was young, ESPN was my pinnacle. That's oh, what was I wanted. It? Oh, I absolutely wanted. When LeBron came back, I had a conversation with Brian. I thought I was going. Yeah. So I thought I was going to ESPN. Right. And then they moved Dave here, which, I mean, Dave's one of my best friends, so it's sure. fine. And then when, you know, I get married, have kids and all that. And then I'm like, no, yeah, with the athletic, they told me they wanted to send me with LeBron wherever he went. I easily could be in LA. I said, no, this is yeah. this is home. Sure. And this see, that I, to me, it, it, this that's is where just, I want to be. I'll you tell know. you, my first four or five years working in Cleveland. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I always wanted to go back to New York right. for five, for probably five, the first five and years. That, because that's your home. That's my home. Uh, and But now I have no desire. I would not. I mean, the only way I would even consider going back, they would have to pay me. I would have to make like five times what I'm making now sure. to even consider it. I really have zero desire right. to live in New York ever again. There's still things about it I love. It's still, but I'm a mutt now. I'm a Clevelander, half Clevelander, half yeah. New Yorker. My son's a Clevelander. He was born yeah. here. Yeah. He only knows here. We have no desire to move back. I want I, for years. I wanted to go to another market, and now I don't. I, I I'd like to do this show and my podcast, which has been on hiatus, and I'll have an announcement about it next week. It's coming I mean, back. Uh, I'd like to just do that the rest of my career, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. I'm happy to do that. All through my twenties, yeah. I wanted to leave. Now yeah. 
I don't have any yeah. desire to leave. This is yeah. It's a great be. place I, to live. I, Even I if you're not from here, for those who may be listening from out of town, I never would have thought this when I first moved here. Cleveland is a great place to live. It's probably one of the best places in the country. And what I would say to people who may be coming here from out of town or listening from other places, my wife describes Cleveland perfectly. It is user-friendly more than anywhere else. Yeah, it's that's a, well it's said. just a great user-friendly. place to live. That's right. Yeah. And being home is, I've learned now, it's, it's like a second paycheck. It might even be more important than your first paycheck because yeah. where you are it matters the most. Yeah. And it's particularly when you're home. And I always knew that I was going to come home someday. It took me way longer. Even when, I, when I, I was in Columbus and I thought, well, now I'm in Columbus. Now I can get to Cleveland. Right, yeah. right. And the Cleveland guys were so good at the time. You've got Casey Coleman at Channel 8. Jim is here. Yep. Nev Chandler at Channel 5, who was an institution. Yep. All of these guys. Yep. Yep. And then Tampa offered a job. And Tampa was actually a bigger market. And the only reason I took it was because the, I thought the missing piece on my resume was I hadn't spent, I hadn't covered a professional sports team as my main mm, beat. Right. In Columbus, I covered the Indians, Browns, Cavs, Bengals, Reds, right. being in Columbus. But I... I hadn't had that that part of it, right. covering the Devil Rays every day, the Buccaneers every day, the Lightning every day. And I thought for sure I'm going to do five years in Tampa and then I'll get into Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And when that contract was up, there was still nothing open right. in Cleveland. Yep. Yeah. And I would have had to take a pay cut then to go from Tampa to Cleveland, but yeah. I was, oh, sign me up. Yeah. And then the ESPN thing happened and I'm like, I'll do a contract or two there. If I can't get to Cleveland from ESPN, from ESPN. Right, right. it's a me thing. Yeah, that's, you know? yeah, yeah, it's not working out too well for you, bro. And so I'm yeah. just, you know, I, I, I respect the hell out of you for that because I know if you wanted to at any point, you could have said, I'm going to take the national route. But, but family, yeah. I know now how, knowing yeah. you that family had all, everything to do with that decision. Yeah. That line Mike had was the best. That was the funniest line of the night about you moving from Oh, yeah. Akron to Avon Lake. Lake. Avon Lake. Yeah. I mean, that was just, it was I, that was the funniest. You know, the hairline, the hairline you know joint. Real, real quick. I thought. On maybe. that line about Jason, when I'm running through this stuff with yeah. people that aren't from, that was the joke that got the least laughs, and obviously they're not from Ohio, so they have no idea. So they what didn't know means. what that meant. And I was like, that one's funny. It like, is I funny. Some, I was yeah. like, I know some of these are funny. No. That one got a 0% approval rating. And he, yeah, if you're not from here, you wouldn't get he that. He pulled out of the, he pulled out of the, of the. That was Jay's worst bottle throw. The haymaker, the bomb that was supposed to go off at the end. I seen him. He started talking about the jersey. I said, he's going to do it. He's going to do the joke. He's about to drop the oh, joke. He pulled ripcord on it, yeah, He's like, I got to go. I can't it was going it. too well. I couldn't, I couldn't let the last 5% <laughs> cancel me for a great first 95%. He said there was a choice. He said, look, it was a choice. If I went with it, it either shut everything down. You're the only one that's heard the joke in full. Yeah, I'm the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was Did like. Did it hit? Oh, no. It, it would have. She loved it. It would have hit like it have hit crazy because they would have never expected him to say that. I'll tell and you it, that and it was All enough right, black people it. in the audience that would have been like, "Oh, this is crazy." <laughs> I know he didn't say that. It's like, a little racy, right? Yeah, a little it was racy. crazy. It was. Yeah. It would have been his raciest, no, no pun intended, his yeah. raciest joke. Um, but the climate was there. He was like, "I tried to test the waters for you, yeah. see how cool they was with the race jokes. You know, it worked out." The Wait, deep Podesta the, joke. You had talked about the deep Podesta yeah, yeah, joke. I like that, that was that, I like was that funny one. when you first pulled out the phone and said, "Hold on, I got a call." So he pulled out his cell phone and it wasn't lit. It wasn't working. Yeah. And somebody in the audience saw it. And she goes, 
It's not even real. That was the girl that Anthony said F you to earlier. It was Anthony's friend. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so the bit was, he's like, oh, Paul? Yeah, you want me to, you want me to, you want me to go from that one? So it was, the funny part about it was, Paul Podesta was watching the show from home in San Diego like he watches the Browns games. And, and you see communi- us every morning. Yeah, yeah, and communicating to McNuggets what do, what which do, jokes to call. Yeah, right. How to move with that. And that I thought good. that was that was very that was well good. played. I like that. That was good. very Try. funny. We got one minute left. Tomorrow, Adam Richmond. I cannot Man, wait for this. Yeah, he is. I got to tell you. You guys are going to love him. I, had a, I used to keep a spreadsheet of his show, Man vs. Food. Every city he went to, the restaurants he went to, and whether he... He accomplished the I challenge. Used to, I used wow. To, I, used to I gotta try to find it. I somehow have lost this spreadsheet over the years because it's been a long time since that show. Right, yeah. yeah. I must have it somewhere in my files. I watched I pretty love much that every show, season. And he was stuff. awesome on it. Yeah, yeah, he was great. Is He's, this the most starstruck you'll be for a guest? I've never been starstruck for an athlete. I'm not gonna be starstruck, but we're both Jews from Brooklyn. But uh <laughs> But uh, I'm excited because I'm a big fan. He's a, he's a great guy. Yeah. Everybody's going to love him. He's We're going to do a top five with him tomorrow. Good. Top five food Good. tomorrow. He used to do regular segments with us uh, at Cold Pizza, sort of tailgate-ish. And uh, I'm throwing a Super Bowl party at the house right. yep. on Sunday. Yep. And so I wanted to get, I wanted to go right to him. What do I need to serve these Neanderthals? That's right. That's Definitely right. Neanderthals. Just top so you have this song. Top ten, top five Super Bowl foods. We'll see you tomorrow. Also, Mandy Bell in the Gardens. Peace. Yep. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.